0: My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. Madrasa on A. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh And welcome to your program This is of course Madrasa on A, And you are tuned to 91.3 FM You probably know my voice right now I'm your host Yasmina Peterson And I am in studio by Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams Joining us in studio this afternoon For of course our program on Madrasa on A Being the Hajj edition And we are of course Madrasa on A, The Hajj edition And here we are going to be doing a recap as to where we stopped on Thursday, which was the Forbidden Acts for the Pilgrim, more so looking at when you are in the state of Ihram. However, I am now going to be handing over to Sheikh to do our opening du'a for us, as well as Asalaamu Alaikum Sheikh.
1: Wa Alaikum as wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
0: Sheikh, how are you doing? It's Monday. Alhamdulillah,
1: Alhamdulillah ala I just need to say that I had a hectic weekend. <laughs> May Allah grant khairan Baraka, especially with the judge, the, the situation, mashallah. May Allah grant us baraka. And grant the judge everything of the very, very best And grant them to be able to work to the process of a Hajj and Mabroor, inshaAllah Amen. Allahumma amin ya
0: Amen. However, Sheikh, with that, we can continue the program
1: I'm sure that a lot Shukam of the listeners Shukran ala اللهم علمنا بما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا ورزقنا علمان نياذة للجلال والإكرام السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله thanks and praise due to Allah always and forever then love and salam to our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. of the favors that we need to be able to be reminded of myself and everybody of us is the very fact of the greatest favor the greatest favor that we have is to be a Muslim in the ummah of the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Ya rab what a status what a decision if whatever there is in Allah's whole creation the whole creation of Allah must be in the best commodity that Allah has created then the favour given to you and me to be an Ummati of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi as a believer is superior by far, cannot be compared to the whole universe in the best commodity, Allahu Akbar Ya What what is status? Allah grant us to be worthy of that O Allah grant us to be of those people who will be be granted the reward for the fact that you have chosen us And that we've been trying our very best to be submissive to your cause O Allah Allah grant us forgiveness O Allah grant us pardon O Allah grant us the value like what you've given us to choose us O Allah That we are worthy of that status that you've chosen us Ya Rabb Forgive us for our shortcomings Ya Rabb and lead us to what is best for our dunya and best for our akhirah. Amin, amin, Ya Rabbil Alamin. Alhamdulillah, allow us just to make the du'a together, where we want to say, A'udhu Billahi Minash shaytan Ar-Rajim, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alamin, Wal-Aqibatu Lil Muttakin, Wal-Jannatu Lil Mwahidina, wal Illa Al-Zalimin. والصلاة والسلام على اشرف الانبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى اله واصحابه اجمعين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا فإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكوننا من الخاسرين اللهم جعلنا من الذين يستمعون القول فيتبعون أحسن برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين وصل الله على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم اللهم جعل الحجاج حجهم حج مبرورا وصعيهم صعيم مشكورا وذنبهم ذنب مغفورا وعملهم صالح مقبولا وتجارتهم لن تبور يرنور النور يا عالم ما في الصدور أخرجنا وإياهم من الظلمات إلى النور سبحان ربك رب العزة عم يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين Alhamdulillah, as to what we did last week, we looked at the situation of the conditions for the validity of the Tawaf Then we went to the conditions for the validity of the Sai then we went to the prohibited acts and then we went to the in the Invalidators of the Hajj what makes the Hajj invalid? And then we looked at the the the, the forbidden acts that goes with with that, right? so um to, uh, that that was that was on, on, on Thursday. We looked at those things. Now, we are starting at the forbidden acts of of the pilgrims. What 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 was forbidden for them as pilgrims? We went there. We 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 said there's quite a few of them. We went to four of them that we acted on. Those four last four that we dealt with was uh, four pertaining to <coughs> allow me. <coughs> It says, wearing the sewn clothes, a woman covering her face or or her hands, um, a man covering his head with a turban or something like that, wearing perfume, that was the four that we covered. And we're going over to the fifth one from here onwards. And the fifth one we says, insha'Allah, is to be able to cut the nails or to clip the nails and, and to shave or to cut the hair. Now that is a, 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 a statement but some, by Allah in the Holy Quran when Allah says, Do not shave your heads until the sacrificial animal, until the, 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 the Hadi has reached the place of sacrifice which is Makkah. The scholars are all in agreement that it is forbidden for the pilgrim to trim his nails. However, it allowed, it's allowed for the one who has some kind of infection or injury to remove the hair and he must perform then, what we say, a fidya must be paid. And that fidya Allah describes in the Holy Quran, Allah says, فَمَنْ كَانَ أَوْ بِهِ أَذَم مِنْ من صيام أو أو and Allah says، whosoever of you is uh, ill or has an ailment in his scalp necessitating shaving، he must pay a ransom or pay an amount for either observing fast of either observing fast for three days or giving charity spe- fe- feeding six poor persons. Or offering a sacrifice of one sheep. Kaab ibn uh, in a hadith. The messenger of Allah came to this person, Kaab, and says, Nabi came to me on the occasion of Hadaybiya, while I was killing, while I was kindling a fire under my cooking pot, and lice were creeping on my face." He said, "He, sallallahu alaihi said to me." these creatures bothering you are these creatures bothering you I replied yes o messenger of Allah he said get your head shaved and as expiation feed six poor people uh, with, with a certain amount of food or fast for three days or sacrifice a an animal. They, we can see the way the Nabi tells us about the clipping of the hair or the cutting of, of, the, of the nails Right? That brings us to number five and number six um, These are all part of those things that's actually not permissible or As we say forbidden to the person who in fact, is a pilgrim he's, he's, he's busy in the state of Ihram with some of his ibadah Number seven the scholar says is having intercourse with your partner for any type of or any form of foreplay then it actually in fact is not permissible. Number eight, committing any sins major and minor. Number nine, disputing improperly with others. And the scholar says the basis for these three things. Mm. For the abbreviation of the last three categories is Allah's statement in the Holy Qur'an Al-hajju ashhurum ma'lumat Faman Farda fihinna al-hajja Fala Rafatha, wala fusuqa wala jidala fil hajj The meaning of the hajj is in a well-known month lunar here. So whosoever intends to perform hajj therein by assuming the ihram or dressing himself or putting himself in the ihram then he should not have intercourse no commit sin no dispute unjustly during the Hajj period subhanak la hawla wa la Allah mentioned those things things we see it said how important these, these things are that brings us to number nine this number 10 <coughs> and number 11 a person who is in a state of ihram or busy with the ibadah of hajj cannot get married neither can he propose marriage. May Allah grant khair and barakah. Allow us to be able to grow and to develop it with Allah's ones for us. Inshallah.
0: Definitely beautiful said there by Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. We are now looking at the forbidden acts for the pilgrim, more so within the state of Ihram. And we are looking at those in terms of looking at those final pointers. And we have stopped by number 10. For now, we are going to be continuing. And I think that Sheikh stopped. At number 10, and maybe we can just reiterate again what number 10 is, and this is of course the forbidden acts for the pilgrim, more so within the state of Ihram. Sheikh de
1: Shukran for that At number 10, we said the person must not be able to get married, should not get married, and could not, cannot be proposed. The person cannot be proposing a marriage, either for himself or for somebody else. And the person, that's number 11 the person cannot get married so the issue of marriage because the issue of marriage deals with what is the human relationship with one another and the situation of Hajj or Umrah in the state of ihram is an intimacy with Allah that the person shouldn't have any of the worldly things to it and thus the scholar says according to the Nabi Sallallahu wa Wasallam you cannot get married at the state while the person is in the sense of Haram or not even you can. You cannot do a proposal at that moment, or you cannot be proposed. But somebody else cannot be propo- Cannot propose on your behalf. So, as we said, number ten was proposing, was getting married, and number eleven was proposing. And let's listen to the hadith of the Sahabi radiAllahu an. Sayyidina Uthman radiyallahu an narrated that the Prophet sallallahu our Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, said, "The pilgrim is not to get married. Be married, off or propose. Meaning, you cannot marry them off. Like say, say, like for instance, the father figure marries off his daughter, but his daughter is in ihram or he is in ihram. He may not be able to propose or marry off his daughter whilst he's in ihram." Neither can he marry of his daughter While she is in the ikhram Neither can he Simply because of the status That Allah has granted to the situation of the ihram, That we need to be able to see That the we honor and dignify The process of having that relationship With greater relationship with Allah That status Number 12 is Exposing game to be killed Or slaughtered Or pointing to or to indicating a prey. What does this mean? It refers to the fact that um, how they normally slaughter animals. Now, when you and I in in, in a haram, in the ihram state, we may not be a... We cannot slaughter an animal. We cannot also kill or do or, or hunt an animal. We cannot even point to... An animal that needs to be hunted by saying these are such a case?" And give one as a means to be able to allow others to, 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 to do that, to, to do the killing, because we in the state of ihram, we, we not even to that extent should we be able to participate in the process. process. Allah tells us this to us in Surah Ma'idah, verse number ninety six: "Wa saydul barri ma dumtum hurma." As verse number 6, uh, uh, Surah uh, Ma'idah, Surah number 5, Allah says, forbidden is um, is the land game as long as you are in the state of ihram, for hajj or umrah. Meaning whilst you are in the state of ihram, you may not, be, you may not kill the animals whatsoever that is around you. Subhanak, If they are free moving, you cannot hunt them. When the Prophet ﷺ was asked about the zebra that Abu Qatada had hunted down while he was not in the inviolable state, while not in the state of haram, although the others were, he said, the Nabi ﷺ said, Did any of you ask Abu Qatada to attack them or did any of you point to them? They then said, No. He then said, You then may eat of the animal. What is meant here, Abu Qatada was a person who was not in the state of Ihram, so he could do the hunting. If he's not in the state of Ihram, so he he saw an animal and he killed the animal. Our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa wanted to know, did any of those people who was in Ihram, did they indicate to Abu Qatada, did they point to the animal, or did uh, the Abu Qatada see this himself? And Thus he slaughtered the animal or, or, or thus he, he he hunted the animal and Then that which was hunted he brought it to everybody and he gave it to for, for them for eating or to them for, for, To enjoy it was quite permissible if that happened, said the nabi sallallahu alayhi wasalam But the nabi sallallahu alaihi indicated that eating the land game which one contributed to it's hunting or pointing to it or assisting the hunter that prevents the person to eat he cannot then enjoy of that subhanak la hawla wa billah and that brings us to point number 13 which are the 13 points that goes with when a person is in the state of ihram for hajj or for umrah may allah accept from all of us inshallah we now go over to the the invalidators of Hajj. Those things that makes Hajj invalid. Now, according to the scholars, there are two things. One of those two things is sexual intercourse that the person has with his partner. And if if that is before the stoning of the Jamratul Aqaba, meaning after the after coming from arafah and it's uh, he's he's been on uh, he's been on arafah and he's in and then goes to Mus- musdalifah and get to mina but before he pelts the jamaratul aqaba if he done so then then that is not permissible it invalidates the hajj meaning the hajj is not valid if it were done after the stoning of al aqaba but before the if- ifada, before uh, the the tawaful ifada, it does not invalidate the hajj, says the scholars, although the person has committed a sin. It would be considered that the person has done he's done a sin on the hajj and in the value of the hajj becomes less, um but the person is not the hajj is not invalid completely. Um there is other scholars who unfortunately says that it is not it, it's it, nothing is wrong with it that is concerned. But it, Allah so strongly says in the Holy Quran, رفظة, there must be no sense of Rafatah whatsoever. And if they say there's no proof to it, the proof is the very fact that Allah says that in the Holy Quran. Um, the second thing that makes Hajj invalid is that thing, the per, if a person fail to perform one of the essential components of the Hajj, if something is an essential component, you cannot without it, then in that case, the person, if he misses out that component, then that makes the Hajj invalid. And the scholar says then, it is an obligatory of him, for that person to perform the Hajj, the sooner, the better, during the next year immediately. <laughs> Except for when the person's situation does not allow him to complete, doesn't allow him to be able to um, come back the very next year, then the scholar says it must be done immediately, more important than anything else in his life. It should be the most important aspect that he works for his total life, to see that he goes back to perform that Hajj, wherein he has done the errors that he was done now the builder. I think that brings us to the end of that aspect. We then go over to what we call the forbidden acts, but here the forbidden acts with reference to the two sacred sanctuaries, referring to Makkah and Medina. Now, first and foremost, we need to understand that Makkah and Medina, Allah has it, made it sacred. The, the secrecy of Makkah has been made sacred, in the words of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, by the dua of Nabi Ibrahim, and Allah mentions to us that in the holy Qur'an, Allah has made the place sacred, says the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and Allah has given me the right sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to be able to make the city of Medina sacred. And so Nabi Ibrahim's du'a made Makkah sacred, and the du'a of the Nabi Muhammad made Medina sacred. So these are the two sacred cities that there is around the world. And when we say sacred, um, in, 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 in South African context, um, uh, when they speak to you, this area is a reserve area. Then this is what has been, Allah has reserved it. Nobody can do what, you cannot do with it what you want. You must follow the instructions that is given to this so you cannot take a stone you cannot reuse of the ground you cannot uh, um harm the trees uh, you you can do nothing everything is in agreement with what comes from allah and the scholar says there are specific acts that are prohibited in the land of the two sacred centuries for the resident of those lands as well as with the people coming to visit it via hajj or umrah or any other purpose these acts are the following hunting or pursuing land game or fowl, or helping someone else to do the same so we've seen in the state of ihram when the person in in the state of ihram these, the the situation of hunting is not permissible. But here we're not dealing necessarily with the state of Fiharambi. We are looking here at what we call the Place that the place which is haram, which is which is sacred, may Allah open the path for all of us, inshallah.
0: Thank done so much for that, and we have moved on to the forbidden acts of the two sacred cities being Makkah and Medina. I hope that you're having your pens and papers handy and you're jotting down all of these notes, alhamdulillah, that she has been speaking to us about. However, I'm now going to be handing over to Sheikh to continue, Sheikh Fato.
1: Shukan Jazakalahir Barakalafi Fikum that one. And the, we in, in we just before the break we were speaking about the forbidden acts in the two sacred cities. We were speaking number one about the hunting that may not play, take place there. And then we went over to number two they said uprooting or cutting its plants or shrubs unless there is a need of a sense of need or necessity for that. Um so as We described earlier when I say a place is a reserve. It's a, if you speak about the reserve in in in, in um, Cape point You cannot remove you cannot move the stone You can't even take it pick it up and, and throw it around you may not uh, uh, Cut the, the branches there you may there's so many things that you may not do this is because allah has created it As a sacred place as a reserve so the world then followed the process of what allah did. They also create the reserves in and, and 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 they say these are the rules But all the other reserves that there is in the world Has been made by man The only reserve made by Allah in His words of His Messenger Is the reserve of Makkah And the reserve of Medina right? and, and Allah has made, made these places sacred And there are certain things that need to happen Under normal circumstances in these places cannot be done The third one is Carrying weapons in the sacred place. Allahu Akbar. In Makkah and Medina, a person may not carry weapons. Number four, picking up of lost items by a pilgrim, the residents must pick up such Must pick up such lost items as long as he or she announced them. The difference between the pilgrim and the residents on this point is obvious. The, the resident if, for that matter, the pilgrim picks up them up in the, in the sacred places, um, then you, you need to, to take it to the place where it's lost and found is to be taken to. But that is more righteous being done to the person that's in, on, that stays in the place. The person who is on hajj is not recommended for him to be able to pick it up. May Allah grant khairan barakah, inshallah. The, there is proof of the Nabi sallallahu on the day of conquering of Makkah, Allah has made, Nabi sallallahu said that Allah has made this city haram on the day He created the heavens and the earth. He has made it sacred, He has made it um, reserved. It is sacred by the declaration of Allah until the day of resurrection, until the day of Yawm al Qiyamah. It was not permissible for anyone to fight therein, before me, says the Nabi sallallahu and it was only permissible for me, sallallahu for a portion of the day. It is um, sacred, it is uh, haram, by the declaration of Allah until the day of resurrection. Therefore, its shrubs are not to be uprooted, its game is not to be chased, its lost items should not be picked up except by whoever announces it publicly and its trees are not to be cut. Abbas radiallahu anh says the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa uncle said that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said ex, uh, the the the, the Abbas said to the Nabi salallahu sallam, except for the ithir, a type of grass that grows, for it is used by the blacksmiths. As the means to be able, and for the horses. Um, so the Prophet sallallahu accepted and accept that, except for the ithir, because the ithir is used by the blacksmith to add into the fire, and it was given as a means to be able for the horses to eat, and they they live by that. And Allah did not make that, uh, did not use, uh, Allah allowed that to be able to use in that sense. Jabir radiallahu anhu, he write to us that he heard the Prophet said, It is not allowed for any of you to carry weapons in Makkah. So here we see a person may not carry weapons in Makkah. Ali radiallahu anhu said that the Prophet said about Medina, its shrubs are not to be uprooted, its game is not to be chased. And its lost items are not to be picked up except by one who makes it known. It is also not proper for anyone to carry weapons for fighting therein, and it is not proper to cut down any of its trees unless it is to be provided fodder for one's camel or one's animals. Here we see that the Nabi sallallahu a'alaikum show us, the process of the two, the Haram of Makkah and the Haram of Medina the scholar says to us whoever does any of these acts has committed a sin that person must repent and seek forgiveness in the city of Mecca and Medina however in the case of hunting the pilgrim must Give as an a, a ransom the act of a sacrifice made in addition to repenting and seeking forgiveness. May Allah accept. Now the issue of hunting, Allah deals with it in the Holy Quran in Surah Ma'idah Surah uh, um, Number five, verse nine, ninety-five. Allah says Ya wa antum hurm. ومن قتله منكم متعمدا فجزاء مثل ما قتل من النعم يحكم به ذو عدل منكم هَدْيًا بالغ الكعبه أو كفارة طعام مساكين أو عدل ذلك سياما لِيَذُوكَ ليذوكم بال عمري بال أمره أف الله عما سلف ومن عاد فينتقم الله منه Wallahu azizun Subhanak la hawla Allah says in this verse And allow me to say to our people Here yeah, we come to understand the seriousness of the process of doing hunting in the Haram of Makkah Here yeah, with reference to the Haram of Makkah or Medina Either because it is Haram or in the state of Ihram May Allah protect from all of us
0: I mean, we are still going to be continuing on the forbidden acts of the two sacred cities, being Makkah and Medina. And yeah, I'm going to be handing over to Sheikh to continue where we stopped just before the air break. Sheikh, to um,
1: um, Just before the break, we were dealing with the with the uh, uh, the person that uh, that is is uh, uh, busy in the uh, the. Um, Haram of Makkah and the Haram of Medina And uh, 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 What he had to do there We then show the, the fact That he must not be able to slaughter an animal Or he must not Be able to hunt there The scholar says the issue of hunting is a serious Act And as Allah deals with it in the Holy Quran And Allah says And we say to you it's in Suratul Al-Ma'idah Verse ninety. Uh, um Verse 95 Nine, verse 95 in this verse Allah says to us what is the harms and the dangers of having to be able to when you slaughter something or when you actually kill the animal um, intentionally the words of Allah we read the Arabic the words of Allah says "O oh, you who believe right this is verse 95. Oh you believe, do not kill game while you are in the state of ihram And whosoever of you kills it intentionally Had the intention to kill The penalty is an offering The person must offer a, an, an animal Brought to the Kaaba For an edible animal such as a, a sheep, a, cow, a, a, a goat I'm sorry, a goat a cow, and etc., equivalent to the one he killed, as ju- adjudged a by two just men among you, or for expiation, he should feed poor persons, or an equivalent in fast- fasting, uh, that he may taste the difficulty or the heaviness or the uncomfort of the deed that he does. Allah has forbidden, has forgiven what is of the past. But whosoever commits it again in the future, Allah will take retribution from him. hawla wa illa billah, and Allah is Almighty, all capable of retribution. hawla wa illa billah. We we see then in this verse, and, and and I would want to encourage everybody to go and check the verse. So that we understand it's a sacred act it's something that we need to be able to give Honor and respect to And Allah calls for this But we see the, how, how far does Allah to Go with this matter That when you kill an animal in the harm of Makkah Then you must be able To slaughter something equal to that So if you cut If you uh, kill a buffalo For that matter Then a cow, anything bigger than a cow Or a camel must be slaughtered You then cannot you can then cannot slaughter a sheep, and then what Allah says in the verse, the decision must be made by two wise men who has wisdom and understanding of the law, and at the same time they must be very just and fair, just and fair to the fact that the person must not get away to say himself. To this extent, is Allah Taala going this verse to show what is it that must be done when we now for that matter. Because you could kill a fowl You, you see a fowl running there um, And you run after the fowl And catch the fowl So what must you slaughter then? The least you can slaughter on that Is to slaughter a sheep if you, if you see a hare running A hare What uh, uh, on say in Afrikaans A haasi And no jajiri haasi Fangi haasi You want to slaughter the animal And you want to eat it You are hunting so if you do that sense of hunting this, the, the least you can do That animal, you cannot eat that animal Because you hunted the animal You should not eat of it The fact that you hunted in the state of Haram Or in Makkah the, in, in the in the, in, in the, sacred sea, the sacred places such as Makkah and Medina If you do the hunting there Then unfortunately You must be able to pay the. Uh, you cannot eat of the animal And you must be able to have an animal slaughtered and that must be given to the poor and the needy. And the scholar says, this is the way you need to, because Allah says, it is a serious offense that you do when you do that in the, the secrecy or in the re- reserve of what Allah has reserved for us in land. And that is the reserve of Makkah, the Haram of Makkah, and the Haram of Medina, the Grand. Honor and dignity to all of us and grant us to understand the processes When Allah glorifies something that you and I, those people who actually wants to perform the Hajj Do not violate that and go to the very extent to be able to show honor and dignity To what Allah shows to us, may Allah open the path for all of us insha'Allah The next situation thereafter goes to what happens to our Hajj the scholar says if a person has performed the the sexual act during the Hajj process, before the first act of coming from the state of Ihram, and we said that if the person has done so prior to having to pelt the Jamarat, a Jamarat al-Aqaba, his hajj uh, has been void, invalid. And described earlier, And he must sacrifice a camel. He must sacrifice a camel. If he had intercourse after the first moment, but before he actually exit from the ihram in finality, he must must sacrifice a sheep at least, then his hajj will be still accepted. Ibn Abbas was asked about a man who had intercourse with his wife in Mina, Before making the ifadah circumulation And he said that the man must sacrifice a camel Allahu Akbar Amr ibn Subayn narrated from his father Who said a man came to Abdullah ibn Amr And asked him about a pilgrim Who had intercourse with his wife He He pointed him to Abdullah ibn Amr He said go to him and ask him The person did not know him So I went to him and I asked ibn Umar who said your Hajj has been said? umar the son of said Umar said has been voided. Meaning the ha- the Hajj is invalid. It's not been accepted. It has become void. It's not been accepted. The man said, "What shall I do?" He says, "Go." With the people and do what they do. Meaning, you cannot stop the ibadah saying, no, it isn't valid, I just stop behaving. No, complete the act until the end, as Allah says in the Quran, wa atimul hajj wal umratalillah. Even if whatever happens, you need to keep on fulfilling the act until the very end. Do what they do, said he, uh, 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 Abdullah ibn Umar said. However, if you are alive next year, make hajj and offer a sacrifice. He then went back to Abdullah ibn Amr while I was with him and informed him of the statement. Abdullah then says, go to ibn Abbas and ask him as well. So I went to him and asked ibn Abbas and he asked him about the issue. Ibn Abbas said the same as ibn Umar. He went back to Abdullah ibn Amr while I was with him and informed him of what ibn Abbas had said. Then he said, Abdullah that your opinion he replied I say the same as what was said by the two of them
0: Shukran so much for that Sheikh was looking at the Forbidden Acts of the two cities of uh, Makkah and Medina and there Sheikh has been doing the verse 95 that is Surah Ma'ida where uh, she has been speaking about the slaughtering and so forth however we are probably going to be leaving it on that note so there is a question that has come through via our SMS line and it says here Assalamualaikum Sheikh and all in studio hope you're doing well Sheikh you mentioned in terms of the previous session where we were looking at the forbidden burden acts and that was in terms of being in haram and she mentioned that one of the acts are if a person fails to perform an essential component of hajj then one must sacrifice a camel however i would just like to know if she can give an example to what one of those essential components are inshallah
1: okay bismillah rahim alhamdulillahi salatu wassalatu salam ala man la abad <coughs> shukan for the question i think it's a pertinent question um, uh, uh, the understanding uh, um, as we now know and understand the issue of Hajj It's something that you and I don't put our hands in, in into it. There's no government. There's no intelligent person There's no professor who comes and put it comes directly from Allah and this messenger Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and they are the ones who guide us and show us what and how it must be done when it comes to the essential components, we said that if you has left out one of the essential components, then the person that nullifies the Hajj in completion, so it's nullified, so you've got nothing, you've lost everything, but you still need to slaughter and camel. Wow! So what is an example of that? If you did not manage to attend being on Arafat during the period between Shaw- uh, Shawwal of the, the ninth day until Fajr the next morning. If you manage to come there, you, we say you happen to have been there prior to Zawal, and then you had to rush off for something happening and you had to get into Makkah area or somewhere, and you then could not make it before Fajr the next morning. You didn't manage to get back there during during the night so you didn't you were not there because the Wakt of Zawal is the time that it starts the Wakt of Arafah and so if you've been there prior or after that it's of no value but if you can be there during that period even if it's for a few seconds Subhanak wa la illa billah Then you've managed to be able to obtain what we call the wakt, uh, the period of Hajj, and Allah would grant you the ability to be given to what has been given to hujaj Subhanak wa la illa May Allah grant and to the people, and that we understand. So, uh, if, if if an essential act has not been reached out, could not be fulfilled, or did not fulfil that. Then uh, the essential acts is one one of those things that brings about uh, uh, the lost or the invalidity of the ibadah, and because of that, now the the person still have to slaughter an animal as well, and have to come back to perform the hajj over a next, the next time again. May Allah open the path for all of us. I hope I've answered the question then.
0: I mean, shukran so much for that, Sheikh, and shukran for everyone who's seen through the questions. The following question is also on the ISMIS line from the number 4214. I say, Salam, Sheikh, please can Sheikh advise? Is there a reward for a person who has gone to perform Umrah and then died in Makkah?
1: MashaAllah, also a valid question. What, what is, is there a reward for a person who goes, who who dies on and, and Hajj or Umrah? And and, and and is there a specific reward? In the words of the Nabi Sallallahu Wasallam He says to us in the one riwayah, If a person dies on this journey He dies on the journey Hajj to Makkah and back Or Umrah to Makkah and back Just die, dies on this journey Then that person if he dies Will not meet up with the difficulty that, of the challenge of the grave Now the challenge of the grave is such a Uncomfortable situation, it gives so it, it, it's a shocking effect on everybody. Our Nabi wa said to us, Please, if you don't mind when you bury your deceased, make a lot of dua for them because they are now going into a challenge. It is worse than the worst of challenges in this world. There isn't a challenge on this dunya whilst they are alive, as so challenging as what happens in the grave. So that's how strength. Yet says the Nabi, that if a person dies on the journey of hajj, there and back, then you will not be this, the glory and the greatness and the status of this journey. For Umrah or hajj is of such a high nature in the the sight of Allah, that he will not meet up with the uncomfort of the grave. (inaudible) Alhamdulillah, may Allah protect all of us. And grant us to be able to be of those people who have been granted that great wonder. In another hadith, with reference to the question if a person dies says a Nabi sallallahu wasallam, in the state of ihram for Hajj or for Umrah, the person is in the state of ihram, busy with the Hajj or busy with the Umrah in the state of ihram, then yawm al qiyamah, that besides the fact of what will happen in the grave, obviously now the benefit that person benefits of what happens in the grave, right? but the person has also been buried in a format so different to everybody else for already he is in a state of ihram which is the, is the kafan state and he's been the, the wash that person has taken is the wash of the kafan and the wash of the, 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 the ihram and that person says, in sallallahu, sallallahu alayhi wa says, he will stand up Yawm al-Qiyamah whilst everybody will be in fear. He will have excitement to meet up with Allah. And his words will come from his mouth is, لَبَّيْكَ اللَّهُمَّ لَبَّيْكَ la شَرِيكَ لَكَ what an honour. May um, Allah grant khayr and
0: Inshallah Amen, inshallah. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. And Sheikh, we are going on to the next question. And this says here, as alaykum. What if someone had been on hajj and inevitably bought something, example sandals, on the way to do the ifada? What is there anything wrong with that, Sheikh?
1: Yeah, well, um, all, all actions is permissible. While in the state of ihram, or while the person is performing the hajj or the hajj, the umrah, buying sandals is nothing no abnormal. You want to buy you, d- it's like buying food. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't affect the ibadah. Um, so in in that sense, it, it wouldn't affect it uncomfortably. Alhamdulillah, because you need a pair of sandals. So yes, maḥb masārah.
0: Shukran for that Sheik And there is another question that came through It says Salam a few years ago We went for Hajj Accidentally I brushed my teeth With toothpaste on Mina When I was still in Ihram Did I have to pay a, penalt- a penalty? Please explain
1: I like the question when the person says Accidentally I did something Which means I could have done this thing per accident But there was no accident that you did An accident something which you did Unintentional, that happens, and you you meant you not to do it. It was no accident because you need to brush your teeth. So whether you did your brush your teeth with toothpaste or not toothpaste. It's not an accident in Islam, so it's not, no harm done. Alhamdulillah.
0: Alhamdulillah. Then, Sheikh, the last question before we continue. It says here, yeah, Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh, Sheikh. With regards to not picking up lost items, is this not the general ruling that applies to everyone in all circumstances that we are not to pick up anything unless we do it with the intention to find the owner?
1: That is a, That is supposed to be. There is things that Nabi Ali says to us, if you pick up something and he said something that's something meager, something insignificant, something small, the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, to mm-hmm. It's either you can take it for yourself, أَوْ or for your brother, or which means somebody else, or if it's an animal that passes by in season it, it is nothing wrong, right? So if it's something meager, something small, something insignificant, yes, no problem. But if it's something significant, yeah. something that belongs to somebody, like a bag, where his wealth is in and things of that nature, then the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi wasam says, but the, now, now I was speaking about something in, uh, meager, insignificant, reference to everywhere in the world. But when it comes to Makkah and Medina, the rule is very, very strict. When you are haram, the rule is very strict. Then it's something other. So that's why the hadith about the thing that's meager is generally in your life. It is expected when you and I pick up something that's meaningful, that we need to be able to advertise this thing. Even the method of advertising, we do not inform the person exactly what we found. We say we found a bag with money in, and we stop there. Because then the person needs to come and say, what is the bag and what does it look like? He needs to give the description of his bag, and he needs to say the amount of money or the things that was in it. And if those things is what he or she has explained then that bag belongs to that person and this is the normal law and this is whether in Makkah or otherwise, right? So when anybody loses anything you do not tell you don't say to a person we picked up a a, a rotary watch at the bottom at at the machine uh, um." you don't say no a watch was found. Please come forward and explain to us. If you say to us it's a rotary watch, it is a gold watch, or oh, it's a silver watch, you give the description, then it belongs to you. But if you cannot give the description of the thing, then we cannot accept it belongs to you. That is what that is what Islam has taught us. So, the advertising effect refers to the fact we pack, we picked up a bag of gold, or we picked up a bag of of, of 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 somebody that belong money that belongs to somebody. That's it, and you end there. And please come forward to, 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 to find when it's yours. But then because there can be 10 people who have lost their things, and you don't know which one belongs to who. So, Islam has shown us why the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, you advertise very basic, and the person by necessity have to describe what he had. Even he can give you the details of what was in the bag, what does it consist of, then that tells us that who the bag is. Like for instance, the person tells you the bag was the bag was made of leather, a certain type of leather, a type of certain quality, a certain uh, uh, um, color, then all those are descriptions and you didn't tell that person that. The person had to give you that, then that tells you that belongs to that person. More so, if the person can also go to the details of what is in it, that is what. But when it comes to the haram of Makkah and Medina, these rules are exactly the same, except for the fact that even in Makkah, a small thing and a big thing may not be picked up if it's insignificant. Or a bag or something that you and I may not pick it up unless we're gonna advertise which means it can never belong to us I cannot pick up something in Makkah and say oh, okay I'm gonna use it for myself I need to take it somewhere to what we call the lost and found processes and where the advertising is made for it and when you get there and you then say to them if they found something and you can give them the description they will give it to you to say to you "Shukran." then it belongs to you barakallahu
0: so much for that she had in the last question it comes from uh whatsapp and says salam to all in the studio can you make tawaf on behalf of our nabi muhammad sallallahu um
1: making tawaf on behalf of nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam um it, it's not a it's not really what is been what we've been taught our Nabi didn't say to us, "We must do that." Not that we we seen the Sahaba doing things of that nature. What we can do as part of our Tawaf is to be able to do excessive salawat upon our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and ask Allah to Allah accept it. Because any time when I make Tawaf, any I mean sorry, any time I make salawat upon the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, it isn't for the Nabi. It be, I benefit. For the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says if I put Salah upon him once, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad, only once, Sallallahu Alaihi Biha ashara, then Allah Ta'ala, Allah, Allah the Lord of the Universe, then goes about to send 10 times that to you and me when we make it once. So... Even if you make your, host, your whole tawaf, only salawat upon the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, you benefit, you the person benefit multitudes. And so when you do something, when you do it in the Haram of Makkah, the Haram of Makkah multiplies any act to a hundred thousand times. When you in the state of the Haram, it multiplies, it must probably, another billion times. When you're doing this on Hajj in the state of Ihram, during the period of Hajj, it can be probably multiplied a a, 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 billion, a, 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 a billion square. Subhanak, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Now, I don't have the guarantee to be able to say you're a billion or a billion square. I'm saying this to let us understand, it multiplies to an extent above us and using the salawat upon the nabi sallallahu alayhi Wasallam is only multiplying benefits for us i'm not really doing it for the nabi i'm using the status of the nabi sallallahu for me to benefit more more and yes there's nothing wrong in making my salah at, or making salawat as part of my hajj or part of my umrah or part of my tawaf It's nothing wrong in doing it but saying i'm doing a tawaf for the nabi muhammad sallallahu was not the right format of saying it. This probably would say, I am going to make a, salah, a salawat, a, 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 a tawaf, wherein I'm going to make the whole tawaf only on salawat of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa and it will be accepted and I may benefit even more than what I benefit anyway. And I I would be seeing the reward by Allah Al Qiyamah and the relationship that I've given a complete Blessing we have had more intimate, intimacy with our Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam
0: Shukran so much for answering all of those questions And shukran so much to all of you who have sent through all of your questions I hope that she has been uh, clarifying all of your questions that needed clarity However, with the few minutes that we have left, at about six minutes I think that we can now expand a little bit more on where we stopped Just before the ad break And that was in terms of still being under the banner of looking at the acts of the holy cities being Makkah and Medina that are forbidden However she has been speaking about the intercourse that if you do intercourse in Mina and that is of course where she is going to be expanding on But more Sheikh Tafato
1: Shukran for We were busy on the processes of the sexual intercourse that we spoke about that, uh, that happens with a person before he enters into the state of uh, he, the, he's been in the state of Ihram But he has uh, and with the reference here to the Hajj and the person that did not perform the 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 pelting the of the Jamarat yet in that case um the, the Hajj the, um, the The Hajj is invalid the person must sacrifice a camel we've said prior and um. The person must come back the next year to be able to perform the hajj. What if the person has done so, um, has had an intimacy with his partner after the pelting of the Jamarat, and um, he has most probably done, the, he's been st- still on Mina, he has been with his partner on Mina, he's done the pelting of the Jamarat, he um, must probably his son, uh, uh slaughtered the animal for himself already, um, so now he needs to be able to uh, go and perform al ifada, and he hasn't done i ifada as yet. He goes uh, <coughs> only when or between before before he does the al ifada, he has intimacy with his partner. Then in such a case, unfortunately, he must slaughter a Sheep for the least And Its a hajj is not invalid But uh, As the scholars Says he now Has a sense of Intimacy with his partner But he's, The period for hajj Is not completed He must just slaughter An, an animal I And mean, slaughter a sheep again If he slaughtered Prior to then And then That happens afterwards He must slaughter again Because it's a necessity That it belongs to the hajj For now That that brings us To the end of those Those aspects There Alhamdulillah we then thereafter go over to the process of what, what happens with the different types of, of, of hadith that must be slaughtered. And may Allah grant Khair and Barakah that we actually look at the, those things. The sacrifices related to, they, they, they say there are a few different forms of, of sacrifices. The one is that it has gone related to the Hajj itself of either Tamattu or Quran. And the other one has to do with what we call the slaughtering or sacrifices that needs to be done as a se- sense of as a ransom or as a fidya, right? So these are two of the types of sacrifices that needs to be done. The types of sacrifices related to the Hajj that has to do with tamattu' Quran, that comes from Allah in the Holy Quran. Um, that the tamatu one is what Allah tells us is. This is Allah's command and everybody must be able to understand that if you and I want to perform Hajj, there's no getting away of what Allah has commanded you. If this is what Allah says, then you are gonna make a decent mess going out there wanting to do your own thing and is say, no, no, you're conquered. This is Allah's command. This is your leader, your your Lord, Allah that commands. The one that's going to grant you a hajj, Magbul and Mabrur, The one that's going to grant you the status. And you did it just the opposite of what he commanded you. Or you just added means and ways to get away and play and make a game or a joke of this whole thing. Or make a whole mess of the thing. Then what do you expect to get? If you want to make a mess of it, make a decent mess of it, and money worry ni man. Fang an vajey well of isusak say money makatuhani. She mudiyo taytways ni. Money is niya umtakati brave vajes and khini omi. Naoud bilah. But that is not what Allah has commanded. So it's either you go there with a pure intention of doing the right thing, or may Allah protect us. Some people go and make a mess of the situation. Naoud We shouldn't. We should go with the pure intention of doing to the best of the ability as what Allah commands, as what Allah expects and shown to us by the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So when it comes to tamattu' Allah Ta'ala says it in the Quran and the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam clearly indicated this, this comes from Allah and his Rasul. As for tamattu' Allah says, فَمَنْ تَمَتَّعْ بِالْعُمْرَةِ إِلَى الْحَجِ فَمَسْتَيْسَرَ al-Hadi.' So if the person comes with the intention for Hajj and Umrah, then na'udhu billah, may Allah grant khairan that in the sense that the person must have a hadith that he's slaught to say. We need to unfortunately bring the end the, the, to the, the program. Bismillahirrahmanirrahimu al-asr, inna al lafi lafihusr, illa alladhina amanu wa amilu salihaat, wa tawassu bilhaq, wa tawassu bil sabr concludes <laughs> our Madrasa on a program. Tune in tomorrow,
0: same time, same place <laughs> for the continuation.